You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome in, folks, here on Big Blue, Big Blue Views YouTube channel and also audio lineup for a post-game reaction uh, stream talking about this Miami Dolphins loss, the New York Giants suffering that loss to the Dolphins 20-9, to now 4-7 and seven is their current record on the season. A game that had a lot of frustrations offensively, some really nice plays defensively, and Chris, I think the one redeeming thing that we're going to focus on here and it's not like it's something that's like, oh, this is this is really bad. This is detrimental for the future of this team. It's the limitations that Mike Glennon provided for this Giants offense in this game. And we didn't really get to see Glennon at all very much earlier on in the year. The one exposure we had was that, that Cowboys game that he stepped in for an injured Daniel Jones. And today we really saw the full scope of why Mike Glennon is no longer a starting quarterback in the NFL. And Honestly, I question even if he is a viable backup quarterback um, with some of the things that we saw from him. But that really, really held back this Giants offense that only scored on three field goals. And you almost wonder if Daniel Jones was in there, maybe this game could have been a little bit, but a little bit closer, and a little bit different. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure how different the offense would have been with Daniel Jones in there just because of how good and how how the Dolphins defense is able to swarm when, especially when they get a lead and when they're able to attack. Yeah. The giants were able to use that a couple times. They got the, they caught the dolphins thinking, you know, the obvious passing situation and then they ran the ball, picked up a first down, but yeah, the, as soon as the dolphins had a lead, you saw them really get aggressive with that blitz game. And yes, Mike Glennon, he, he actually didn't look terrible early. You know, back when the game was close, the Giants were able to pretty much run their offense the way they planned on running it. He looked reasonably comfortable. He looked he, he looked pretty quick in his releases, pretty accurate in his placement. But once the game got away from the Giants, it, it was bad. He started overthrowing guys, underthrowing, mis, misplacing the ball. He was honestly lucky he didn't have three interceptions. Uh, all in all, he definitely did look like a backup quarterback who got in over his head. Now, does that is that different with Daniel Jones? Well, he Jones would certainly bring the mobility to the quarterback position that you know Mike Lennon just does not have. Uh, maybe that would have made a difference. The Dolphins do have a pretty pretty fast defense, but you know maybe the Giants could have used some uh, quarterback runs in their offense to maybe try to shake some things loose, make up for the fact that you know once again injuries struck, and you know Kenny Galladay was in and out of the offense. Uh, I'm not uh, Saquon Barkley was in and out. I don't know if that's 
injury related or just the Giants kind of limiting his snaps and using Devonta Booker. I believe Matt Skura left for the fourth quarter, but you know, overall it's just the Giants offense is not good. They need their defense to play absolutely perfectly. <laughs> yeah, Mike Glennon finishes with 23 completions on 44 passing attempts, 187 yards, one interception, and he was sacked three times. The thing that that you saw with Glennon in this is just a lot of misplaced throws, uh, a lot of balls that just were not in catchable situations where they could have picked up a first down. And and there were some instances where you saw Glennon make some nice plays and pick up some first downs on on third and uh, medium to long, and it was they were moving the chains. Um, but when you asked him to throw the ball forty four times, that's really going to lead to some problems, especially him only completing or only getting 187 yards off of 44 passing attempts is highly questionable. But the one that, that really sticks in my head is that one play where they sent a ton of pressure in Glennon's face and Evan Ingram was wide open. If he just placed it a, a little bit better and it, it was, it's something that does not really take a whole lot of um, touch to put that ball where it needed to be. It just needed to be in front of Evan Ingram. Instead, he's twisting and turning multiple directions and that's what led to the incompletion and then the second one for me was the interception i have no idea what he thought he was going to get out of that play darius slayton is not a possession guy who's going to come out and steal the ball from Xavier howard instead he throws it into a, a two-on-one situation where he has no angle um I, i'm good i don't need to see any more <laughs> mike glennon i i think that if daniel jones isn't available next week put in jake Fromm. Just let him play. I, I don't need to see that again. That was disgusting. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That that interception was bad, bad. I, I think maybe he saw he thought he had the one-on-one down the field and was just going to trust Darius Slayton to out athlete the cornerback and come down with the come down with the ball, maybe draw and pass interference, something like that. But uh, the Giants are frankly lucky that Darius Slayton's finger grazed Howard's face mask. Otherwise, they, not only do they give up the interception, they get a 50-yard, 53-yard return on it, and the Giants, instead of basically getting a field goal off of that finger, could have given up the first points of the game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the one thing that's ultimately becoming very, very frustrating in watching these games is that you see week in and week out very good defensive performances. Not every single week, but relatively consistently, they've put together really, really good defensive days. And today was another one where uh, they were forcing Tua into some uncomfortable spots. He ends up having a, actually a pretty good day because of the opportunities they had and the situations that he was put in because of what, how bad the Giants um, offense played in this game. They shut down any attempt to run the ball, which didn't take much because the Dolphins run game was non-existent. But as you alluded to, the Giants defense really has to play perfectly. And they made a couple mistakes. And, and it sucks to say that. It really, really sucks to say that um, a defense that has a 
quality performance loses a football game because an offense can't score more than 20 points. Uh, or more than Giants, 10 points, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the Giants offense can't score more than 10 points. Uh, they put up a graphic to, right at the end of the game. The Giants have scored three touchdowns, three offensive touchdowns in the last four games. Every other point they've scored has either been defensive or a field goal. That's uh, disgusting. It <laughs> really, really is. And there's a lot of factors for it. There's, you know, the, the offensive line is a factor. The injuries the Giants have suffered those are factors, but also just their offense and they're on their third offensive coordinator. Just, it is just terrible in the red zone. It, I, I, there are a lot of moving parts that need to get fixed with this offense. Uh, Firing Jason Garrett was a step in the right direction. And I think that's one positive takeaway we can take from this game, but firing Garrett was a step in the right direction, but there's a lot more that needs to be done to have a just functional NFL offense. You you aren't going to win many games if you need your defense to basically be ninth inning World Series Mariano Rivera for four quarters week in, week out. Or, or better yet, you need your defense to also be half of your offense. That's, that too. That's not, that's not sustainable. And you know something eventually is going to collapse. Um we're not at that point yet, thankfully, but something's got to give. Something needs to change. The one other thing, too, uh, and I think this is probably the last point that we're going to hit on here, Chris, is uh, it is very hard to figure out if Freddie Kitchens is doing a good job or not because we, we see, and the same thing happened last week, and, and today was a, a far worse scenario to be dealing with um, having Mike Lennon starting and it going up against a good defense. You see some really smart play calls. You see more of an effort to get Evan Ingram involved, which Jason Garrett, for some reason, could not freaking figure out how to do. Um, you, you saw some good run plays to the outside that picked up some good chunk yardage, stuff like that, like getting Saquon in some good situations, but he didn't have a lot of touches, couldn't really take over. Those things look really good in those small sample sizes, but the limitations of the roster, like I just can't, I can't get a grip on if I like what Freddie Kitchens is doing, if he's the reason why they've also the past two games, they haven't put up any points. Like, I don't know who to to point the blame at and who to maybe say uh, deserves credit for anything positive that happens. It's, it's very confusing. It, it, it really is. I the, the injuries, I think, are... They keep us from being as definitive as we probably could be. If this roster was healthy and putting up needing multiple weeks to score 20 points. Yeah, that is that is just damning. Just straight up. The, the burn it all to the ground, start over. But with all the injuries, it, it, it at least the argument is there that you know, maybe if the Giants were healthy, they would be able to get some traction and yeah, actually put some points on the board, play some meaningful football. But we also see execution errors pop up, like when Barkley just dropped a couple passes in the flat that probably could have been yeah. first downs, good catch and runs. Uh, you see Will Hernandez, guy's not hurt, but he also cannot pick up a stunt. You know, uh, Jalen Phillips' first sack, uh, Hernandez had him in in pass protection pickup and he just stops his feet and watches as Phillips just takes the inside route blows right past him and gets like a 15 yard sack yeah you know, 
these are guys the Giants are counting on to be key cogs in their offense. Guys, they really want to be able to sign to contract extensions so they can actually build going forward. And they're screwing up. Yeah, there, there's really no no positive spin to put on it. Now, the Giants did actually get a little bit of production out of the run game. Okay, nice. You know, I liked the way they used some two running back sets, not just two back sets, but you know, used two running backs to give them the option of running or passing the ball you know, out of the backfield, add some misdirection to the offense. I liked that they actually used some tempo to catch the Dolphins defense before they set. You know, their two big runs basically happened because they had the ball snapped before the Dolphins defense was even ready. They Most of those guys weren't in their stances. They weren't lined up. And that made things super easy for the Giants to run block, which yeah, things got to be real easy for the Giants to make run blocking look easy. And yeah, that, I think, is part of the step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But then the Giants get down into the red zone. The game gets faster. The margins for error go away and they just spin their wheels. Yeah, the the red zone efficiency for me too is is one of the um the biggest problems. And just for some context here, some of the statistics that came from this game, 250 total yards of offense. Uh, 3.9 yards per play, 159 yards passing, allowed three sacks, 91 yards rushing, which is better than some of the performances we've seen. Um, and then 0 for 1 in the red zone on those attempts. Not a lot of penalties, though. The, uh, it's just, it, it's really odd. Again, it's it's tough to really get to pinpoint if Freddie Kitchens is producing positive results or the fact that he's just has been dealt uh, a horrible offense to try and produce any yards with it's it's a double-edged sword here and I, and I I know that we're you know we're at this point here where we've got until the rest of the season to really figure out if, if kitchens ends up getting that promotion permanently and he stays as the offensive coordinator he's gonna need to put up more than nine points <laughs> yeah in the remaining stretch like they're gonna need some really good offensive performances for that to happen. Uh, he's still going to be in consideration. It's it's going to be on the table for a possibility. The other option, I still think Bill O'Brien, if he doesn't get a college job, I think that he's still going to be in the, in the mix because of the connections to to Joe Judge and 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 all that. But um, there's and, there's options. Yeah, and just one more name to throw in there. Uh, Joe Brady just got yes fired today from the Panthers. Uh, you know, we saw what he was able to do down in LSU, uh, maybe with a quarterback that isn't Sam Darnold or the ghost of Cam Newton and, you know, maybe a more traditional or traditionally built offense, he could do something. Yeah, he is a really smart guy because we saw what happened with LSU when he left. Yeah, Ed Orgeron's out down there. They haven't done anything since Joe, since Joe Brady left for the NFL. And yeah, losing Joe Burrow hurts and Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and all those guys, but it's not like LSU ever has a recruiting problem. So I, I think Joe Brady's going to get another shot. I wouldn't be surprised to see his name connected to the Giants. Just because he's a he's got some good tape out there. And you know, who who are the Giants options right now? Bill O'Brien could be but we could, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he just stays down there in Alabama until a coaching job comes his way, a head coaching job, that is. 
Yeah, that's one of the things that comes into play here. But got more time to to evaluate things. The Giants are likely, as we've kind of pretty much made it pretty clear, likely out of playoff contention. They've we've made it clear over the past couple of weeks. Probably wasn't going to happen. Um, after this loss, it's pretty much destroyed any possibility <laughs> of it being case. Apparently, the Lions still technically have a path after they they beat the. Uh, the, the Vikings today, which is kind of crazy to say. They need some crazy stuff to happen, but... Yeah, the, I, the extra wild card game is making things very interesting. I, I'm not yeah. sure how much I like the fact that a team that has as many ties as wins, like the Lions, have a, have a path to the playoffs. So, like, I know that they had... They needed, like, a bunch of, like, random stuff to happen this week and then every week following. I don't know if the other random thing... One of the things that needed to happen was the Dolphins beating the Giants, so that does help the... <laughs> it does help the Lions, but... Yeah. Um, it's likely out of the picture, so I think... Uh, we're going to end up shifting our focus definitely to talking a lot more draft-related stuff. And I think one of the things, too, that we're going to continue to do is evaluate Freddie Kitchens' performances and if we think that maybe he deserves to be the permanent offensive coordinator. But right now, last two weeks, it's, it's a little bit too tough to to lean in the direction of, uh, of him returning. Um, folks, that's going to be it from us, though. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, and we'll be coming at you with a uh, full film breakdown on Tuesday. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.